Welcome, everybody, to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. We are going to do an episode that's all about Spooky Pinball's new game and the climate in the pinball community right now as we're about to head into a Thursday reveal of Scooby-Doo. Now, I'm going to give half of you out there who are not a member of the Canada Club this show for free, then I'm going to stop it. If you want to hear the whole show, you're going to have to sign up for Canada's Pinball Podcast because I want to reward my club members for their loyalty. So here's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about how this company has really had an interesting ascension in the pinball world. And here we are on a Thursday. They are going to reveal a game. And I have detailed information on what I'm hearing is the number of games they're going to make. But more interesting than how many games they can make. Because Spooky Pinball has never been a company that's ever been questionable when it comes to manufacturing. And they have a lot of goodwill there. Remember, this company's never taken anyone's money and then not delivered. They've never promised something and then not delivered. So there's no concern about whether or not you're going to get your game, right? This isn't Haggis Pinball where you're going to pay in full and then wait like eight months to maybe get your game. Has anyone even noticed that there's no shipment container going from Australia to America? Like only people who are paying for the air freight are getting their Fathom Pinball machines. There's no excuse for that, but I haven't been like beating on those guys because it's not even fun anymore. But here's the thing with this game, Scooby-Doo. It's a great theme. It's a great theme for pinball. It's a great theme for a company called Spooky Pinball. But what I want to talk about on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast is simply this. As a pinball community, I think we usually approach a new game with a certain number of questions. I want to talk about how after all of these years, Spooky Pinball still is getting special treatment or is approached in a different way way from every other pinball company. And I understand why at the very beginning we approached Spooky Pinball a little bit differently. They were a tiny boutique company in Benton, Wisconsin. They made only 150 of their first title and their games were cheap. They were like five to six thousand dollars. Now fast forward to today. This company is now cranking out 1,750 games, right? In an 18 month period. And now you can option out a Spooky game with tax to be near $11,000. And also Spooky Pinball has turned on what I think is one of the worst practices in all of pinball, the non-refundable deposit. And that is what's going to happen probably on Thursday. They're going to ask you for your money and if you want a game. And if you want one, you're going to be locked in with that money. And for many of us out there, if we could turn back time, we probably would not have pre-ordered both Halloween and Ultraman if we knew the way the market was going to go on both games. So what I want to do on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I want to talk about Scooby-Doo and have we forgotten all the lessons we learned with Ultraman and Halloween, or are we simply delusional because we're excited about a new theme? And here's what I want to do on this podcast. I don't want to indict Spooky Pinball because I don't blame Spooky Pinball for anything, really. There's simply a company making a product. Whatever decision I want to do with my money is my decision. What I want to do on this podcast is I want to encourage everybody in the pinball community to think about these things as you go into a new pinball purchase. And this isn't just a new pinball purchase with Spooky. Spooky. 
this is how we should really approach our decision making in pinball in general. Now, there are going to be some specific things to Spooky that you need to consider because this is a unique company and they ask more of you than most pinball manufacturers out there. And there are also more question marks and more things you need to think about when you buy from a smaller company like Spooky. Okay, so where do we want to start? I want to start here. Normally, when we get enthusiastic about a pinball machine, there are two things that usually rise to the top that make us want the machine or not want the machine, right? These are the two things where like, if this happens, I'm excited. And if this happens, I'm excited. And normally those two things are this. It's normally the theme of the game and then who is designing the game. Those are the two most important factors before you really jump on a machine. Those are the two things that are gonna give you confidence. And I would argue that a very close third place to that is who is coding the machine. I've been following this hobby for 10 years and I didn't know who Pat Lawler was when I started in pinball. I didn't, I didn't know who John Borg was. I had no idea who Keith Elwin was. And a lot of people out out there in the world don't know that. It's easy to sell a game on theme alone to an absolute newbie who has no clue. But for everyone else in pinball, any educated pinball buyer, that is gonna be what really carries weight. And pinball designers become sort of like movie directors. You trust them. You know who's really good, you know who's mediocre, and you know who's not that good. And when you have a series of hit games in a row like Keith Elwin, he's like the Quentin Tarantino of pinball. You don't have to worry. You'll never be nervous buying a Keith Elwin machine, right? At this point, you don't need Keith Elwin to prove to you he knows how to design a good pinball machine. And look, the hardest thing in pinball is to be consistently good as a designer. I mean, you could look at guys like Steve Ritchie. They have some games that people absolutely love. And then they have games like Led Zeppelin, which people are absolutely bored of. Now look, Steve Ritchie has a reputation for making games with great flow. So if you buy a Steve Ritchie game, you're not gonna get a game with a lot of stop and go. You're gonna get a game that's fast, right? Star Wars is fast, Game of Thrones is fast, Led Zeppelin is fast, Black Knight is fast, ACDC is fast. Like you're not gonna get a sluggish game with a lot of toys. If you buy a game from Eric Minier, who's only had two games so far, you're gonna get a game with a lot more like mechs, a lot more stop and go. He doesn't have a reputation for being a designer who designs flow, his designs are more stop and go. His designs are more multi-ball heavy. And then you get a designer like Keith Elwin, who arguably is number one for a reason. Because the guy not only has like incredible flow, he has really unique shots. He can put a lot of interesting design elements into a single standard body pinball play field. He also can put a lot of fun toys and interactive mechs into his games with games like Godzilla and Jurassic Park. And he also knows, and this is the greatest thing about Keith Elwin, when he's designing his game, he also has the rule set and how the player's journey is going to be in one of his games. And so when you play a Keith Elwin machine, for the most part, there's a lot of cohesiveness to it. Although I would argue that Avengers is still the most confusing game on planet Earth, but for the most part, Keith Elwin doesn't just design the layout. He's really thinking about the rule set and the player's journey through the game. And that's why Keith Ellen is number one. Okay, so let me ask you right now, on the eve of Scooby-Doo, who's designing Scooby-Doo? 
Do you even know the answer to that question? Now, the answer to that question is most likely going to be Bug. So this is the junior team over at Spooky Pinball. Now, Bug designed Halloween and Ultraman. Charlie's basically handed the company over to like the younger generation at Spooky Pinball. And so this is his sophomore title, Scooby-Doo. His first designed game was Halloween and Ultraman. Now, look, I've played a lot of pinball machines. And I will tell you right now, those two machines are not the greatest shooters, right? They're not the best designed games. They don't have great flow. They're an improvement over Spooky's previous titles, but if we're to be honest with everybody, Spooky's previous titles, they've been indicted for being very clunky. If you ask anyone who's a real great pinball shooter about Spooky's earlier titles, the best shooting game is America's Most Haunted. After that, they became a little bit of a brick fest, like really tight shots. And so I think what people did like about Halloween and Ultraman is it opened things up a little bit. But I would also argue that, you know, there's not the best flow in the game. You lose sight of the ball all the time in those games. And look, some people like these games because they are different. So when it comes to Scooby-Doo and what will the game design be, I think it's a big question mark. We have no idea what they're going to deliver from a design standpoint. Now, here's the thing I think everybody needs to make sure before you buy this game. You need to make sure you're going to enjoy shooting it. I can guarantee you nobody out there can really raise their hand and say, hey, like I love shooting bug designed pinball machines. Because Spooky doesn't have the pedigree of games that make you feel confident, I just think you need to be careful that this is going to be a game you're going to enjoy shooting. Are you going to be able to determine that by a video of the game? Are you going to be able to determine that on Thursday when they show you gameplay elements and then they ask you for your non-refundable deposit before you flipped a single ball? I just think you need to be cautious. I'm not telling you not to buy it. I also want to say this. I absolutely believe Everybody should get a chance to wow us. Look, I was not impressed with his first effort. I was not impressed with their first effort in the design standpoint. But that doesn't mean that the sophomore effort from these guys won't be great. And so we have to wait and see. I would be the biggest jerk in pinball media if I got up here right now today and told you these games are not going to be good. I have no idea how much fun it's going to be. I have no idea what the design is. I have no idea what the mechs are. So I'm going to have to wait and see like the rest of you. But as someone who got burned on Ultraman and Halloween, there's no way I'm going to buy before I actually jump on one of these machines. I mean, that's just me. And I encourage each and every one of you to do the same. And you can tell I do have an agenda. And my agenda is this. I want to get rid of non-refundable deposits. I think it puts the entire onus on the buyer to make up their decision in a short amount of time and it puts absolutely no onus on the pinball company to make sure they make a great game. And I mean that. But look, the power is in our court. As consumers, if you don't go in on a non-refundable deposit on day one, think about it for a minute. The only reason you would need to go in on a game on day one if you think the game's going to sell out and the only way to get one is to have to pay more money for the title. I'm here to tell you right now, the other rumor I'm hearing is that Spooky Pinball has increased the number of Scooby-Doo's they are going to make because they saw the demand, they saw the hype, they saw everybody on pin side saying it was a dream theme. I'm hearing the rumor is that they are going to increase the number of Scooby-Doo's. 
Oh, no, he didn't. Canada just cut it in half. Look, let me tell you right now, the second half of this show is even better than the first. But I know if you're listening right now and you're not a member of the Canada Club, $5 a month is too much for you as you stare at your $100,000 pinball collection. Let me tell you right now, Google right now Canada's Pinball Podcast and Patreon and sign up and get with the party, people. We're doing the best, most entertaining pinball podcast every single week, and you ain't ever going to hear anyone talk about any of these companies like this it's not toxic it's just being intelligent and the second half of this show oh man it's a doozy later Never